0: This is to live in Trine, LA, and we are back in a very chilly November evening. Yeah, that's right. This year is almost over. It's freaking freezing! <laughs> There's still plenty of time to celebrate Thanksgiving, though. I know everyone's quick to jump on the Christmas train, but, you know, Halloween just barely passed the by.
1: Christmas does not begin until December 1st, but I will allow Black Friday.
0: This is coming out on a Monday, so this is your reminder, if you're listening <laughs> as this episode drops, that, yeah, it's election day. So make sure to get out your all your ballots, uh,
1: make a plan to go
0: vote. I mean, yeah,
1: but make sure you, at the very least, wear the free I Voted sticker.
0: It feels like those free um, address labels you get from charities... You know, where they just send you like a pack of 50 of Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, here's this free stuff. Now, please donate to our charity. And no one does. No one does. They just take the free the free address labels. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, but, uh, if you vote by mail, they just send you the sticker along with the ballot. So you don't have to fill it out. You already have the sticker. Which seems, I, I feel like a lot of people just
0: kind of do that. Just like, I'm going to wear the sticker. Just like... Uh, You know, just like with the COVID
1: vaccine, where they're just like, yes, I got vaccinated. And even though they didn't, or they get, you know, some kind of fake card saying that they don't have to have a vaccine. I'm just
0: thinking of all the people who kind of just like flew into Hawaii and got busted for having a fake vaccine vaccination card. And just good. Fuck them. Like if they just had waited another year, you know, they could have just flown in there and nobody would have cared. It's
1: true. I mean, just, just get the fucking vaccine. Fuck these people.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's funny how quick we were to, like, everyone should get vaccinated, too. Well, I guess, you know, a thousand people die a day. Eh, too bad. I guess that's just how life goes.
1: I mean, I guess we didn't need those people.
0: I guess. I, guess. I don't know. I don't know why. Like,
1: we're talking totally mean, cool really, if, that.
0: If
1: the Democrats come back and actually do well this uh, midterms, it's because all the Republican voters kept dying.
0: You heard it here first. That's the theory. Like, that's that's I, the theory. I, I tend to believe it but we'll we'll see how it plays out both this election and 2024. We'll see. I mean, people are still catching it. <laughs> but they anyway. are they are. But anyway, let's focus on just recapping our Halloween, which was pretty good.
1: Yeah, solid Halloween. I mean, nothing like super crazy, you know, no stabbing, but it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, Given the headlines that have
0: kind of popped out uh, after this Halloween, just, you know, house party where people were shot, uh, fights breaking out in West Hollywood, and then the tragedy in uh, South Korea, you know, you'd be forgiven if just like, oh, yeah, no, but my our Halloween is just pretty normal and ordinary. So, you know,
1: I mean, the South Korea one was wild. Yeah. Just and, the rumor of a K-pop group member in the vicinity caused a stampede of human beings.
0: Yeah, it is just, it, it's insane. And damn, if that's just, if, if that's just, that's just a heartbreaking story. Uh, Although, you know, all those kids who just got caught up in the rush and, you know, lost their life just on a, what should have been a very boring and ordinary Holiday
1: night. Yeah, yeah. What a shitty way to go.
0: Yeah. Man, this is the bummer
1: turn. All right. If we <laughs> oh, back to our... We had a good time, though. Yeah, we know. We had a good time.
0: It was... We had uh, up two
1: parties on that Saturday night before Halloween.
0: Yes. You know? uh, going downtown Los Angeles, seeing seeing a couple friends. That was fun. And then uh, going down to the valley and then just wrapping off a nice kind of just relaxing evening. Just a couple friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an impromptu game of a uh, uh, beer pong was played. I did not participate because it's just such a ridiculous game. Look, I get it when you're young and you know, you don't have a lot of money. You know, you're, you go to these parties and you play this game because this is the way you can drink. But now that you're older, you can just buy drinks. You can buy your own beer. It's fine.
1: Well, I mean, that was true back then too. It's just the idea of adding an activity to drink along with. And in that sense, I think beer pong is a lot of fun. However, because of the nature of the game, it, it actually slows down your drinking. Yeah. So it's counterproductive. Yeah. But yeah. It, it it is fun. And it, it just adding an activity like it's a game, any kind of game.
0: Fun is a relative term when you, if you're playing the like original official beer pong with the beer and the ball landing in the beer, that is fucking gross. Right, that's, it that's, is. That's, it that's is not absolutely. fun. That is not fun and for I, me. I don't like where a dirty ball that's just tra- traipsed around the floor collecting whatever lint and hair that's down there lands on a cup of beer and then I have to drink that beer. No, thanks.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to also have a water cup nearby, so you rinse it off a little. I don't know. If anything, just like the pandemic has drove more attention to the fact that this is a gross game. Oh, it is. I mean, and I will always say like anytime I'm in a situation where I'm drinking like a Budweiser or Coors or Keystone Light, I always say it just doesn't taste right if I'm not pulling a dirty ping pong ball out of it.
0: Because that's the only
1: way I drink those fucking beers. <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, just full
0: disclosure, uh, the game wasn't played that way. Like at the party, it was just uh, cups with. Was there even water in those? Or just empty yeah, we, cups. we
1: added water to the cups to give and them then some weight. When they land, and then, we,
0: and then when they land, you you know the people would drink their own beer that they had in their exactly. hand. Exactly. So that was like that was fine. That's fine. All right. Like,
1: but then like you're also just kind of casually drinking your own beer anyway. So. It was really just a fun little activity to play while we drink. Yeah. So that's that part is fine.
0: Like, I, I'm fine with drinking that way uh, or, like, playing the game that way. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're in your 20s and you don't really have a personality, you know, I understand playing <laughs> a game. But when you're 30 uh, or, or maybe closing in on your 40s and you're still playing this game, it's like,
1: Nah, okay. it's come on, fine. Come on,
0: you can just sit and talk and you can drink. That's fine. You I still you, support adding a
1: game to it. I mean, I games are just fun, but it doesn't no, have to game, be no, like... Look, games are
0: fun, but I'm just saying this particular game isn't like the end-all be-all that a lot of people make it out to be.
1: No, I don't think it was ever the end-all be-all. It's just the easiest and most convenient thing to set up. And it's, it was one of those things where like, Everybody instantly just knew how to play it. Even if you went someplace that had weird rules, like house rules and shit, you'd still be able to just play it. Kind of an international thing. By international, I mean from one college to another.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you know, you could, if you want to incorporate drinking into any other game, you know, just that any other game would be better. Like play horse and drink when you miss a shot. Just watch as your skills degrade after every missed shot. It's just funny. Just people just like accidentally spinning around, but they spin too fast. And
1: then they shoot the ball
0: way <laughs> away from the hoop.
1: I'm yeah. like, that would but, be funny. Yeah, I mean,
0: that would be funny.
1: It's all about what do you have set up? Like, you know, if you play with some basketball, like you need the hoop, you need to be outdoors. You're you play anywhere. It's not a great game, but no. it's something.
0: It's not a great game, is all I'm saying. It's not a great game. (laughs) But, you know, you guys had fun. It was fine. Yeah. And at least you played it the non-gross way, so... True.
1: I will say uh, the craziest game I ever played of Beer Pong, instead of beer, we just filled it up with uh, Red Bull. And then every time you made it, you threw in a shot of Jaeger. Yeah, we were pretty fucked up that night. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, man, that was... That was a fun night. That is ill advised. I think Might we did. Uh, I think we did six cups instead of ten. Red Bull. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull's great. Well, know. sugar-free Red Bull.
0: Ah, uh, that's now. I'm just concerned what's in that. <laughs> you took away the sugar.
1: What you replace it with? You know everything that's in all the uh, sugar-free drinks.
0: All in all, you know it was just a good night. Everyone had fun. Uh, I know we had fun. It was it
1: absolutely. Was, I had a lot of fun because uh, you were driving. So thank you again for that. Of course.
0: No, no, that's fine. And then also the, this way it was like, yep, you can't pressure me to drink. I mean, I just still drank, but also, you know. Yeah, not, you only had a couple. Yeah, I, I only had a couple combined from both nights, not like a couple here and then a couple there because that's just like a full one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you were you were well paced. And I will say like, I paced myself properly. So I hit like a nice level and I just kind of rode that all night. I never was, like, too drunk. I was never sick. I mean, yeah, was just, and then we night. hit up
0: uh, Bob's Big Boy at the end.
1: We did. That was
0: nice. Oh, man. I haven't been to Bob's Big Boy. Like, from that day, I haven't been since, I wanted to say, like, maybe 2011,
1: maybe? Maybe.
0: So I was like, yeah, good.
1: I feel like I've been there more recently. But, you know, I think I went there with my parents, like, four years ago.
0: Oh yeah, I think you mentioned that they wanted to go see Bob's Big Boy.
1: Yeah, we were we did a tour of like the Warner Brothers studio and like oh yeah, Bob's Big Boy over there. That was a big chain. Now it's pretty much just uh, down
0: to that. I think that's the only location. I think right.
1: Uh, I think it's the only one I've ever seen.
0: I know there was a couple. I know there was another one. <laughs> the mind struggles to remember where these other ones were, but yeah, I remember it was. Uh, there were other places, and then they just kept closing left and right. And this was before the pandemic. Just because the Bob's Big Boy chain wasn't as you know doesn't have as much cachet, like sadly <laughs> that the Austin Powers movie couldn't couldn't uh, keep it going.
1: Yeah, that bump just uh not strong enough. But speaking of uh, not, <laughs> wait, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say Austin Powers like basically the only thing I know Bob's Big Boy from except
0: like I feel like I remember a commercial like way back, but. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Like the the only other memory I have of Bob's Big Boy is just a mention of Bob's Big Boy in the Austin Powers movies. Speaking of chains that have long since passed, apparently one of them's coming back, and not in the way you'd think. There is a new cocktail bar themed after blockbuster. I'm in. Um, I didn't even tell you what they're serving
1: or where it is. It doesn't is,
0: matter. Or what the whole concept is.
1: It's a blockbuster. I used to work at a video store. I'm game. Let's do it. I used Let's go to have, have your, some drinks there. You used to
0: work at a video store? Oh yeah, that's right. You did tell
1: me. I that. did, back in high school.
0: Yeah, was it um was it one of the chains it, or just some independent jo- uh, operation?
1: I mean, it it's a very small chain that was just up in the Bay Area uh called Silver Screen. But yeah, it wasn't outside of that. There was like maybe 16 stores.
0: You know, here in Los Angeles, you know, there were pretty much rental places everywhere. I still remember a couple that were around the neighborhood. It was just every strip mall had some kind of, you know, video rental place. Yeah. Like, I still remember exactly where they were, even though now they're either empty storefronts or something else. Yeah. Ever since after uh, once streaming started, it just everything vanished.
1: Yeah. That really ate up all of that
0: business. The blockbuster themed bar. Will open in Los Angeles on November 19th, and since the bar is officially licensed by the Blockbuster brand, attendees can expect an authentic experience. The tickets are priced at a cool $45 and include two cocktails or mocktails. You can expect uh, late 90s and early 2000s nostalgia with drinks and dishes that draw their names from the films of the same time period. Okay. Uh, The menu. This is all from Thrillist. I'm reading this off of. Uh, The menu will also include Gusher and YooHoo-based cocktails, as well as drinks featuring even more bygone flavors like Zima Tab, Crystal Clear Pepsi, Orbitz, and more, according to event organizers.
1: Yeah. Okay. None of that sounded good. That was that was none of the stuff I want coming back. You're talking about Zima or <laughs> any of that. You didn't list a single thing. I was like, oh yeah, I missed that. I, I've had a tab,
0: I think. I think I drank tab before.
1: It's it's all right. Apparently it was forgettable.
0: It's it's all right. Look Look, if you ask me to explain what the flavor of tab is right now, like just gun to my head, I won't know. I wouldn't know. Sounds great. Uh I had a zima before. Actually, the oh man, the weird the weird story of how I had a zima. So I didn't have a zima back when they were around here in Los Angeles. You know, like here in the States, I mean. Sure. The first time I had a zima was in Japan. Because apparently zima's still a thing in Japan. That that's so weird. I, I saw I saw it in the I saw it in the in the convenience store the kombini and I was like, oh, what the fuck? They have Zima? Is like, did I travel back in time? I thought I traveled to Japan.
1: Yeah, Japan's supposed to be f- the future.
0: Yeah, well, they're stuck in the they're stuck in the nineties in more ways than one. So <laughs> I saw it. I was like, fuck it, I'm on vacation. Why not? I bought the Zima and I drank it, and it's like, it's like a sour smirnoff ice i guess is the way you could describe it ew (laughs) it's like i've tasted this taste before but also eh, this isn't good so yeah so it so yeah it just imagine a smirnoff ice but a little sour Just a little bit just a little bit
1: okay i'm starting to like take back my enthusiasm for this (laughs) pop-up i'm not sure i'm in (laughs) okay wait so in order to browse the menu and take your pick You'll have to walk up and
0: down the aisles of the Speakeasy just as you would at Blockbuster. Anything you'd like to eat or drink will be advertised to you in the synopsis on the back of a VHS box. Once you find something (laughs) that looks good, pick it up, check it out with your quote-unquote membership card, a.k.a. your event ticket. The the Blockbuster Speakeasy uh, will open for regular service November 19th and brunch service on December 10th. Brunch tickets are going to be fifty-five bucks and have an entree and a cocktail. The bar will continue renting out throwback content until February nineteenth. So, okay. Uh, it's gonna be uh, at seventy-one, seventy-four Melrose Avenues, which I think is the same like event space so where they had a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it's not open yet. It's a uh, it's open middle of no- November, so probably like maybe a week and a half away.
1: You know what's funny is uh, I was thinking about. Cutting off my hair because it's getting too long. But if we're going someplace like the blockbuster, I might wait, and then just before that, carve up my hair so it's like back in the nineties. Just trim up like the bottom of it, keep the top long. What are you doing? Which is exactly (laughs) what I rocked back in the day. Go find me some puka shells.
0: Man, this is like, I I do admire the nostalgia of it all. Just the fact that oh, you have to walk down these these aisles and find what you like. Cause yeah, that was always kind of just great, just a, a fun thing to do. Just the excitement. First of all, the excitement of knowing, hey, we're gonna go to the video store and rent something. It's like, oh my god, that's great. I was so excited. And then just browsing just, was fun. Yeah, because it's just like kids now don't understand. It's like the scarcity of things. Which right? before it was like, Oh, you're just walking around the aisles and let's see what's here and then it's like, Oh shit, I've never seen this movie here before. Oh, we gotta we gotta rent it and blah blah blah. Like, oh, shit, they got this. Like, you know, it's been rented out everywhere and they have this movie. Oh, my God.
1: But now and then as you got a little bit older, it included kind of a communal aspect, which is like, you know, everybody's sitting around talking. like Is this movie any good? No, nah, that one sucks. You should get this one instead.
0: Or they'll tell you about like a movie you've never heard of and then just like, oh, shit, now I got to look out for it. And then you have to like trail around through like it's it's something that's like older that like a lot of the mainstream stores wouldn't carry just because uh-huh. they have to cycle through stuff so you'd have to go to just like smaller video stores because they'd carry like the stuff that you know isn't like in big demand but uh you know there has to be a place for it and that's when you knew it's just like okay this guy knows about movies or she knows like she knows what's good or she makes oh, sure, yeah. or they make sure to keep track of all the uh all the stuff that's not just like the common everyone's seen it kind of, kind of movies.
1: You know, I'll never forget in our horror section at my video store, we had this one cassette and it didn't have a cover to it. So one of the, the closing managers just got a piece of paper, just wrote on it and added that as the cover box for it. And it just said, dead alive. And then below it in like parentheses. It's awesome. That's it. That's all you had to go on. It didn't. Nobody wrote down anything else about the movie. You just knew it was going to be awesome because somebody wrote it. Wow. And that movie was awesome. <laughs> In like a horrible, awful, terrible kind of way. But it was still awesome.
0: Yeah, it has a lot. Was, of, yeah, I was going to say, it feels a lot like uh, that uh, Be Kind Rewind movie with, uh, what was it, Jack Black and
1: uh, uh-huh. Most Death. That's right. Yeah, it's Mustaf. Uh well this was early Peter Jackson in a hilariously fucked up zombie movie. It's it's weird. It's very weird. I am kind of excited for the blockbuster thing, but again, I haven't heard anything on the menu so far that's really piqued my interest.
0: Yeah, I know. You're just kind of just uh, disappointed with the the drink selection. Yeah. <laughs> like like um, why? Oh my God. gushers?
1: Gushers weren't that great. I never I don't think I remember Gushers. Maybe I wasn't I So know. imagine biting into like a chewy gummy that like squirts into your mouth and then it gets jammed into the cracks of your teeth. It's it it's not good. It mm. no, they, those were terrible.
0: No, I think I am pretty easy when it comes to candy, like Nerds. I was, I was a big fan of Nerds and Smarties. Uh <laughs> you are what you eat. Oh, stop. Ah. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, maybe uh when it comes to chocolate, uh Snickers. It's always is always my go-to. I do like uh the mounds and almond joy. I think we covered this before.
1: Boo. I was always uh uh Reese's peanut butter cup. I know you're like,
0: well, you know, I feel like that's the more acceptable peanut butter candy is uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I feel like
1: that's the only one is what I'm saying. Oh, you know, (laughs) I did. I did like paydays. Paydays were good. Okay, I'll give it to you. Paydays.
0: I mean, because it was basically peanuts all around. And then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. Paydays, fine.
1: I'll allow it. Oh, man. I ate so much candy when I worked at the video store. Did you? Never paid for any of it.
0: Well, I mean, it's just sitting around, right? I mean, and, yeah. yeah, you know, every, and everyone's making their, you know, the business is making their bones on, you know, renting videotapes. You know, the Absolutely. candy is just, a, you know, coincidental because because some people are like, oh, daddy, buy this, this, and they're like, Psst, we can buy candy at the store where it's cheaper, and they're like, no, but you can't get like, I don't know, goobers. <laughs> oh yeah, goobers. Wait, that's the one that's like the chocolate covered peanuts, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, okay, then that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. I like goobers and uh junior mints.
1: So this doesn't really matter to any of this, but just because I'm now I'm like nostalgia for the video store I worked at, that was the first job I ever had. And when I got there, they told me they had this uh this rule because they're so used to working with dumbass teenagers. They're like it was like a three 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 deal and they were like Like, look, you have to count out the money. I'm sorry. You have to count out the money in your register accurately. If you are more than $3 off three times within three months, uh, you're fired. (laughs) And after like a week of doing this, I was like, why would I be $3 off ever?
0: Well, that's the whole point. It's like if you're $3 off, then that means you're kind of skimming off the top.
1: Well, I started to skim off the top (laughs) because I was never like, I would just like take a dollar and go buy a soda next door or something because why not? I was never going to be more than $3 Uh. off. I was always within a few cents. The only time I was ever off was because I didn't want to count up 99 cents for somebody. So I gave them a dollar. So, oh, (laughs) now I'm off by one cent, whatever. Yeah, that's my health. Yeah. How terrible do you have to be at this job to be off by three dollars well, after like a four hour shift?
0: Well, I mean, you gotta understand that, you know, some people are pretty dumb. Some people are pretty dumb when it comes to just, oh, they can't keep track of money.
1: I have learned that in yeah. the years
0: since. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of the rules that you see at work are always that rule is there because There was someone dumb who didn't know that you don't do that, and that's why there's a rule for that. It's like basically all the rules are written for the dumbest person that's working there.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Rules don't come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. So that's why, you know, uh, that's why some people, because like, you know, I used to work retail. And, you know, so sometimes when people do dumb shit or can't be trusted with basic stuff. It's like then that's when that's where management kind of gets like, I can't hire any good people and like everyone's an idiot or useless. And they're like it's not that, you know, they have a negative outset, which they do if they let, you know, if they hold on to that kind of view long enough. But just the fact that True. they had some employees who were literally thick <laughs> and they can't get it through their head, they're like, oh, just do this and then do that and you're fine.
1: Those employees make me so mad because they put me in this fucked up position where I have to side with management. And I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No one wants to be the man. But it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, but that's why.
0: That's why. So sometimes, yeah, when you see some dumb rules, it's just someone was dumb enough that they had to make a rule for that. That's why.
1: That was a fun job,
0: though. <laughs> uh, it's It would be a great job if it wasn't for the customers. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I uh, I will say, uh, my store had something that Blockbuster never did. We had an adult section.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, had some weird motherfuckers go back there. Oh well, yeah. That's that that was
0: the that was the thing about you know when you get to that age, you're just like, oh, I can go into the adult section. It's like you don't want to be seen going into the adult section. Just the, like the uh-huh. weirdos, because. The weird, the people who go through the adult section, like they have no shame. That have no shame are just super weird.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's why it was part of. Like even when I saw the adult section, I'll be like, I don't want anyone see me go in there. I don't. Care. I don't care if it's just like you are an adult. I'm in, I'm allowed to be here. That's fine. But like, yeah. I, even when I got that age, I was like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> I don't know what, Like, I'm. I'm scared. What's going on? It's just. It's just videos. Relax.
1: It's. It's just awkward and like. I would have to go back there to restock every once in a while. And, you know, it's really weird the first several times you do it, but eventually it becomes mundane. And at some point it just becomes fun to go back, like make a point of going to go back there to restock when there's somebody else there. <laughs> freak, like I'm going to make them awkward. Freak them out and just like, can I help you find anything?
0: Oh uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no I'm fine.
1: I'm would fine. you like any recommendations? <laughs> it's like, no, no. Yeah, I miss Uh, video stores mostly because it was like my first job. So kind of nostalgic for that. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. You kind of miss the whole like because it was an adventure. It's just like you go out there and like, oh, I don't know. Let's see what we come back with. But now that, you know, we have everything everywhere all at once. Hey, Uh... all right. right, You see what I'm going to. Yeah. Now, like. First, it was new and it was like, oh, this is amazing. You can watch anything, all the movies. And then now they're just always there, which is kind of the thing of, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, they have to, you have to be gone in order to be missed. It's true. So, I mean, sure, and that you- happens with a couple of like, you know, lesser known titles because, you know, a lot of streaming services aren't going to carry everything. But. But, yeah, it's just like now with everything being online, it's just kind of there's no there's no thrill when something comes back. But I don't know. Well, I mean, HBO is kind of working on that now that they've, you know, deleted so much of their stuff in their in in their app. Maybe one day we'll we'll get some of that stuff back.
1: Yeah, It's mostly DC, so whatever. All right. Screw you, man. I am gonna <laughs> move on.
0: I am moving on. Uh, first off, I just want to know, what are you doing October of next year?
1: Uh, dude, I don't know what I'm doing November of this year.
0: just fucking clear your calendar, motherfucker. Cause October 22nd, 2023 will be the 75th anniversary festival of In-N-Out.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, great, great burgers. Still just a fast food burger, but it's a great burger.
0: Uh, You're supposed to be more excited. You're supposed to be more excited. You're supposed to be just, you know, just full of anticipation
1: for this day. Is there going to be free In-N-Out burgers? Well, I don't know about free, but. uh, (laughs) Will there be short lines for these In-N-Out burgers?
0: Uh, Well, there'll be other stuff, but yeah. Well, look, you know what? Okay, I'm going to just. Anyway. so, (laughs) uh, So, Lindsay Snyder. Who is the CEO of In-N-Out. Uh, posted, uh, They posted a video on the company's website announcing that at the Pomona Raceway on October 22nd of next year, there'll be a big festival to celebrate the 75th anniversary of In-N-Out. So visitors can enjoy drag racing, carnival rides, a car show, food, drinks, live performance, musical performances. And
1: yeah, there'll be on-site food trucks
0: making In-N-Out.
1: I mean, so basically, it's a carnival that's serving In-N-Out. Okay, I'm in. It could be fun. Let's see. And uh, and
0: on top of that, the Pomona race track, the starting in 2023, the Raceways Drag Strip will be officially renamed the In-N-Out Burger Pomona Drag Strip. Really? For what? It's a naming deal.
1: Oh, Mister, you're Mister
0: Excited with his crypto.com, and just like everyone
1: needs Whoa. to calm down. <laughs> I'm not excited for crypto.com. I'm just really enjoying everybody's like pain and suffering around crypto.com. Why Why
0: can't it be called the In N Out Arena? Okay. <laughs> Besides the amazing, you know, double it entendre is, that is available,
1: it is literally as interesting as crypto.com uh, or Staples. Uh,
0: just, but the In and Out Arena, that or the
1: Microsoft. <laughs>
0: The, uh, the Microsoft Theater,
1: uh, it's fine. but yeah, like no, the his, arena, I hate these names so but much. But the
0: in and out Arena, it brings a chuckle, just just thinking about it. Just like,
1: <laughs> in and out Yeah, but it's like, all right, do you have to go out as soon as you go in?
0: It's like, well, I mean... Can I stay for a while? Well, you know, you have to keep a steady motion. It, like, you know, there's, you know, in and out, just like a, a gentle thrusting. And, okay, you know what?
1: I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I mean, it's... In and out would be a great name for an adult theater, sure. Yeah. <laughs> a massage parlor? It's honestly, it's only the .com that really annoys me. I don't really give a shit, but if it was just crypto, it's like that's fine. Whatever. It's all the same. crypto.com just it, that's a little annoying. But
0: but yeah, it looks like a, you know, a great shindig and you know, seeing the video and finally cine- seeing Lindsay Snyder. And I don't know what I was expecting, cause like when I saw her, you know, she kind of looks like the um, like picture a woman who probably modeled for like biker magazines like fifteen years ago.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, that's kind of what she looks like, which oh, is shit. okay. Which seems to run counter to the narrative of you know how like the In and Out family is like you know oh you know there's Christians because like they, they got Bible verses on the bottom of like fry bags and uh, and cups. Eh, look, and not, not to denigrate. Do know, they still denigrate. have that? Yeah, they still have the, like, yeah, the little, like, uh like not the so whole verse, like but just the that. references. Like, you know. Yeah, John yeah. 316 or whatever. Like, yeah, like something like
1: that, yeah. I uh, don't know, like, I've met Christian bikers. Yeah. They no, no. tried to convert me. Yeah, now. she's like, like ah, yeah, awkward. She's,
0: yeah, she's like non-denominational Christian. But yeah, no. So yeah, so I just like, I, I don't know, like, For a family that kind of just like didn't doesn't do a lot of press or, you know, just like not a lot of attention. Just like, I don't know. It was it was interesting when I finally saw her in that video and I was like, oh, that's what she looks like. All right. So once I saw her and then I found out what this event was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is totally on brand for her. this. Yeah, this makes sense. Everyone likes a car show and burgers and drag racing. So it should be fine. Or drag or drag queens racing. How about that? That I would I would watch. That, that too. sounds way more <laughs> tra-
1: entertaining. It's
0: like now nah, they can have different different um, uh different uh, categories. Like they run barefoot. They can run on heels. <laughs> they can run on platforms. They can, <laughs> like uh, running on stilettos, and then it's like it, <laughs> just it's different. funny.
1: Like I like the idea of racing, but I always think racing in general is more fun. If they're not some like souped up optimized race car, like I like the idea of just like a bunch of random ass cars trying to race.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I can see it. Cause, cause yeah, like, yeah, drag races just like, you know, especially if you got those like big funny cars with the like, you know, that shoot a whole bunch of fire out of the front or the back oh, yeah. or whatever the fuck, you know, it's whatever the fuck the exhaust is on the car is, like in the shootout. Like now you're just sitting in a bunch of exhaust. That's that's yeah. that's why I was like, uh I don't really like that part. No. But the car show,
1: totally fine with. Live music,
0: awesome. In and out burgers? Yeah.
1: Perfect. Great.
0: Yeah. So this I uh, do
1: wanna know who's uh who's playing though. Who what bands they're gonna get. Well, I mean I'm is. sure it's not set yet. Yeah, but. yeah. It's still a year
0: from now, so hopefully we'll get more details when uh when all this stuff comes out. But count me in. Let's talk about a story about a restaurant that Isn't going to be around (laughs) next year, probably. Beloved Brentwood Restaurant closes due to rent hike. After 25 years hosting such regulars as Harrison Ford, Rob Reiner, Ted Danson, Diane Keaton, and Frank Gehry, the much-loved Italian eatery Vicenti Restaurant shuttered October 15th.
1: I have never heard
0: of it. I have never heard of it either. I saw it on the Hollywood Reporter, and it was just like, "Oh, this is interesting. Why would the Hollywood Reporter report on this restaurant?" I mean, granted, it you know, it's in Brentwood. A uh, bunch of a uh, bunch of famous people, you know, have dined there. And let's see, opened in 1997. Uh, let's see, its Brentwood building was purchased by L.A. mayoral candidate Rick Caruso's group years ago. They continued to thrive until the lease ran out and new terms were pre- were presented. We couldn't pay the rent, which was triple what it had been, Maureen explains to The Hollywood Reporter. Costs escalated so much. She says the landlords were good to us by offering an interim deal that allowed them to remain without a renewal until a new tenant was found, at which point they would get a 90-day notice to vacate. The notice arrived in the summer after they received $1 million in abated rent from the end of 2019 through September 22, per a source close to Caruso. Uh, people sent us flowers and letters. It was like a death in its own little way, said Vicente. The space was taken by a Spanish restaurant, Telerferic, a restaurant known for its tapas and paella that has locations in Barcelona and Silicon Valley. I don't know. This sounds like some bullshit, man. Yeah, because Rick, Rick Caruso's group bought the building, and once the lease ran up, Ran out. Oh, they just jacked it up on them. Yeah, then they offered them a price, and it was three times what they were paying. And they're like, "All right, you can stay until we find a tenant." And then we found a tenant, so now you got to fuck off. Which honestly, like Jesus, how the fuck is a restaurant gonna make all that money
1: back? I mean, they're not. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how the new restaurant that went in there is able to pay that. Fucking price. Let's see, restaurant known for tapas and paella. How
0: the fuck are you gonna make a
1: lot more money with that? Well, I guess tapas are
0: tiny dishes, so I don't know. Maybe you charge twenty bucks or something. Twenty bucks for tapas? Is that the going rate for tapas? What's the going? I don't know. What's the going rate for tapas? What is how? What is the most you can charge right now for a tiny plate of an appetizer that you eat while you're drinking?
1: I would pay five dollars, but I'm sure it goes for like. 10 to 15 because this is this is L.A. Yeah,
0: that is that is kind of fucked up in its own little way. How we've we become so inured with paying $50 for an, for an alcoholic drink. Oh, I'm not. I still put my foot down. But now now it's going to be just because you know what it is? Because you're fi- like, well, OK, maybe not you particularly. I mean, you yeah. in the general you like you're fine with paying For the drink, because, you know, okay, it's liquor. They, you know, add a couple other ingredients. And then, plus, you're going to eat a meal. That's going to be kind of just, like, more substantial. But now, if you're shrinking the plates and then charging the amount that you would, like, with the drink. Like, okay, come on now. Exactly. It's insane. I don't know. I just find it a little interesting that uh, Rick Caruso was like, I'm going to build, you know, homes for the homeless, Meanwhile, I'm going to jack up rent in this very expensive neighborhood for this building where, you know, with this restaurant that was, you know, very successful, doing very well. But now I just want some ex- some more money. Some more money.
1: Rick Caruso is why we can't have
0: nice things. Next thing you know, this is like $17 for this tiny plate of, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whatever's commonly tapas. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, it's like I just know... It's small plates, but, like, I don't always know what that constitutes. Like, two small tacos? Uh,
0: let's see. Yeah. Small, savory dishes, snacks, or appetizers of Spanish cuisine. It might be breads and meats or a selection of dishes. Ooh. From ham, stuffed mussels, fried squid, to olives, sauteed mushrooms, and other vegetables. Tapas is a small plate or
1: serving, and it's a great way to try something new. So, basically, it's just
0: food samplers.
1: The sampler platter? Great! Just don't want to pay for each of those individually. Because the whole point
0: of tapas culture is just that, like, you're sitting down and you're drinking, but you have these little plates of food, so you're not, like... You're not eating a whole yes, meal, nibble. something to nibble on while you're drinking and hanging out with friends. Sure. But now if you just have a restaurant concept, we're going to charge an arm and leg for this. It seems like, oh, I'm paying however ludicrous amount of money for the Costco sample experience. Yeah, if, fucking hell. There's a if you live in the city of Los Angeles, the city, the city proper. You can vote for Mr. I'm going to
1: triple your (laughs) rent or Karen Bass. So there's that. Oh, such a difficult decision.
0: Every so often when I'm looking for stuff to kind of talk about on this podcast, it's always kind of just stuff like, okay, you know what's going on in LA and cool new shit or, you know, all that stuff like that interesting blockbuster pop-up, which sure, sure. Yeah. We definitely need to check it out. I want to, we do, but you know, every so often, you know, you kind of veer off the track, and then you find some info that kind of shakes your worldview, just rocks you to your core. And the the info I found involves the original Super Mario Brothers.
1: So, nah okay, I played the shit out of this. So, what are we, what are we doing here? Where are we going?
0: Okay, okay. When you think of the game of Super Mario Brothers, it's like the original. Like we're talking about the NES, or you know, if you play an emulator or whatever, that's fine, but. But, yeah, we're talking about the basic, original uh, Super Mario Brothers. What oh, do you normally think of? Red and green about? outfit? Yeah, well,
1: yeah, the red Well,
0: yeah, the red and green, or the white, or white, red, and green. You know, when they have the fire or whatever, the fire flower. Yeah, yeah.
1: In the general gameplay, what do you normally think of? Run from left to right until you get to the castle with King yeah. Koopa slash Bowser. And-
0: oh, you actually got he- to the castle? Like, <laughs> I mean, we... You know, eventually someone in my family did, but yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know,
1: eventually. But yeah, it, but it took a lot of times, you know, and especially when, if you died. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It also helps. Uh, I, I don't remember anymore, but there were always uh warp tunnels that would get you yeah. there faster.
0: Yeah, but at the end of the day. And I had like, an older brother
1: at the time who showed me all this crap. But anyway, uh, we, but, but we, yeah, you got to beat Bowser and rescue the princess. From the right tower. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you know, it took a lot of tries to do that. It
0: you know, one of the one of the points we always made is just like, oh, you know, you had pause. You couldn't save. It's like yeah. you know, it that shit built character. All right. If you died, you yeah. have to start from the beginning. You did. What if I told you you didn't have to
1: start from the beginning when you died? What do you mean, what there was a did they have like a password to skip levels? I didn't have a password in there. So what are you talking about?
0: Okay, so just just take a moment because this is going to be the time in your life you're going to remember like before you heard what I'm about to tell you
1: and then after. Are you ready? I'm I'm sitting here with bated breath so ready that, to tell this, you to fuck off.
0: So the next time you play Super Mario Brothers and you lose all your lives, allow the game to return to the title screen hold down the A button, then press start. The game will then restart at the first level of the last world you died in, rather than 1-1. One, one. Fuck
1: off. Yeah. I do not believe you. I no, do, not, they, believe I is do is li- not believe this article. I do not believe This
0: is from Lifehacker. So this is a trusted source. Lifehacker. So that means if you died in world 4-1 you'll see 4-1. You'll go to 4-1 if you do, hold down A and press start. If you lost on World 7-3, you start at 7-1. And now here's the thing. Here's the kicker on all this. I go down to the comments, and there were a couple of people who were like, "How do? like, yeah, this is common knowledge. It's like, are there people who don't know this? And then immediately afterwards, like, fuck
1: you. I never knew this. Where did you know this? I'm looking this up right now. What the fuck?
0: All those all those fucking nights when you made so much progress and you died and you're just like, I remember going to bed just like just angry, sometimes with tears in my eyes. Because, like, you know, you're a kid. So, you know, this, it, yeah. you know, you don't have the character yet to deal with, you know, something you've worked so hard and you put so much time in just slip through your fingers. Now, granted, as adults, we have more coping mechanisms like alcohol and
1: and other alcohols,
0: alcohol and calling things a bitch seven times. But yeah, as a kid, it's like, you know, you just had that wave of emotion and you just had to either cry and you you basically threw a tantrum because it's just like, you know, life is so unfair. And your parents thinking back their spoiler alert, it gets worse. What the fuck? What? You, you
1: looked I'm it? really annoyed. Like, what? How did I not know this? Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't have the internet back then, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, but, you know, at the time, I knew, like, where every fucking warp tunnel was in that goddamn game. Oh, yeah. When no. I was, like, six.
0: Pulling apart stu- stuff from the game was, you know, just kind of easy because, you know, that was, like, kind of the only video game you had, like like the glitch where if you just like you know when you go down the pipe and then you just um in that like blue underground world and there's like you know those little boxes you can break and then if you just uh-huh. break them like if you move enough to the right but then go back and then break the boxes you'd have this like gap where like Mario can kind of get stuck and then you could keep jumping up and breaking boxes and then you're running on the top
1: oh yeah yeah and like the second level yeah yeah,
0: yeah. And I was just like, oh, man,
1: just finding out little stuff like that. It was like, oh, shit, you felt amazing because like, yeah, I hacked the game. Well, yeah, you know. then you run all the way to the end and you get like three different warp tunnels that get you to like zone four five or six or some shit. You skip a whole bunch of the game that way. That's the thing. Like, I, I played a lot more of Mario 3 than I did of the original. But looking back, like, I never really played <laughs> worlds like three through seven. I would just play 1 and 2, and then skip to fucking World 8. Ah, see, look look at these braggy-ass
0: motherfuckers who are just, like, on the comments. I'm just scrolling to a couple of comments, and some of them were just like, yeah, this has been known since the game came out. It was in Nintendo Power back then. I was 6 or 7 years old at the time, and that was always a thing. Okay, well, screw you, you know, Mr. Privileged Little Kid who got to have Nintendo Power magazine back in the day. You
1: know, back when magazines
0: actually cost an arm and a leg?
1: Right. God, I feel like if everybody knew that, they would have beat Mario all the fucking time. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I had no idea, and I first played Super Mario Bros. in 1985, so this is
1: information that would have been nice to have had back in the day for sure. Yeah. I would have sent this to my older brother, because, so, my older brother taught me how to play all of those games, and you want to talk about loss. My brother was so mad at me because I was... punk younger brother and when he would go to school i'd be excited to like pop in and play his nintendo Uh, but he also had this football game and you could build your own team and roster and play like a league oh but those games only saved your information so much like they had very minimal saving right and it was all in that cartridge And as soon as you took it out of the the console it was all gone so whenever I would pop in, you know, Contra, he would lose all of his progress. Oh wow. But you know, like fucking four-year-old me didn't give a shit.
0: Yeah. Nah, until yeah. he got
1: home and was pissed. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would have kicked your ass for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. Oh, he did. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. He built yeah. character. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, you can't monop- you know, you can't monopolize the entire Because at that point, just now the system is just locked out because it was. Yeah, because you're playing a league of this game. Like, come on, man. It's like, yeah. Oh. Like, like, I understand if you're working towards something. Like, it's like, okay, I just need it for today because I'm doing a thing or I need it for the weekend. But if you're just taking up every day, like, come on.
1: No, I'm going to text him this. I'm going to text him this information. Fucking blow his mind. He's going to be so pissed. Yeah. But you know, he also a couple years ago bought one of those uh, those mini NESs that's preloaded with games. Oh, the emulator! Yeah, yeah. He'll probably have to pop that in try it. Yeah, I mean it should work. I mean if it's based, it, all those emulators
0: are running on the same kind of basic code, so yeah, it yeah, should, it should work. At the end of the day, yeah, we kind of learned some character. It made you appreciate the fact that, like, yeah, you have to learn that, you know, you can work on something so much and then just all of that gets lost and you're going to have to start over. And that's a good lesson to have life. It it teaches us resilience. You know, just the fact that, like, yeah, you can put all your time and effort on something and then it just goes away and then that's it. And now you have to fucking either start again or do something else. And that is yeah. a, that is a good <laughs> that's a good ending. Kind of a
1: bummer to end on. No, there's a little bit of, you know, philosophy, a little Buddhism in there. Like you, know, you got to learn to let go. That's true. And appreciate the thing you had when you had it. Yeah. And know that you can accomplish it again yeah. cuz you've done it before. Or just fucking go watch a movie. This is Just go watch a movie. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck these games. Fuck it. Just go throw on the Super Mario movie. You're fine. Ah, uh, wait. The, the, the Bob Hoskins one or the Chris Pratt one. It's the only Mario Brothers movie that there is so Bob Hoskins nice yeah <laughs> Mario Mario and Luigi Mario Oh
0: God so yeah if uh, if you guys want to recommend any other movies we could check out at Blockbuster let us know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> add to live and try to lay podcast on
0: Instagram, add to live and try pod on Twitter, or send us an email to live and try and lay podcast at gmail.com.
1: And send us some photos of your, your Halloween's. What'd you get up to? Yeah. What was some your nice costumes? costumes? I
0: put, well, I have one where I was, um, I was Chad, the chef from everything, everywhere, all at once. Of course he had raccoonie under his, under his hat. Absolutely. Nobody knew. Nobody knew who it was. And I was very upset. I was very upset. But I will be vindicated when this movie wins an Oscar. So there is that. Yes. And yeah, we'll see about that. But anyway, good luck with November, everybody. Don't forget to vote. And if you voted, hopefully everything came out, shook out. We'll see. We'll talk about it.
1: Uh, And I hope that you voted exactly how I voted. That's the only way it counts. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Thank you, everybody.